Sometimes you seem to have great ideas and then the moment comes when you're going to try and put it into action. And I need three hands to do this and the Lord only gave me two so that might mean he didn't think I should be trying to do this but we'll, uh, we'll see what happens as we go. I don't know whether you're aware of this series, the, uh, the story of the Wemmicks. We are going to introduce you to the Wemmicks today. Um, we discovered them in uh, Regent College, Vancouver, about seven years ago as a family, and um, we have been in love with these Wemmicks ever since. And uh, today we're going to try and launch a series in the family service over the next year of telling the story of the Wemmicks, Max Licado's books for children. Now, you're going to see today why I don't use one of these things but we're going to try our best to use this, to read this, and to do other things. Let me introduce you to the Wemmicks. The Wemmicks were small wooden people. All of the wooden people were carved by the woodworker Eli, who had his workshop above the hill in the village. On our screen, you can see it up there. Maybe for Fitzroy Wemmicks, it could even be up there where I fear to tread so many times. Each Wemmick, and look around you, was different. Some had big noses. I'm looking at nobody. Some had big eyes. Some were tall. Some were short. Some wore hats. Some wore coats. Some wore ties. Not many. Some, everybody was different. But they were all made by the carver, and they all lived in the Wemmick village. All day, every day, the Wemmicks did the very same thing. They each gave one another stickers. They all had their little box of stickers. Some, that's the worrying thing when you walk away from the story, some stars, and some dots. And every day they walked up and down the village giving each other stickers or stars. If you were perfectly wooden and perfectly polished, if you shone as a wimmick, you might have got a star. But if you were a little bit rough with your paint chipped and didn't look particularly well then you might have got a dot (laughs) and that's what they did all day long up and down the village giving each other stickers out of their boxes now as well as getting a sticker for looking well you got stars also for your genius If you could run and jump, if you were very clever, if you could use big words, you might have got a star. If you maybe could understand New Testament Greek (laughs) or could play the blues, you might have got a sticker. 
Or maybe you went to Colombia once a year and looked after poor people. You would have got a sticker. You understand that's not all in the book. It's a bit of a paraphrase. It's going down. <laughs> yes, if you did all those kinds of things, then you got star stickers. Silver stars that made you feel so important. And the more stars that you got, the more you felt so good and the more you wanted to get more stars. Well, not everybody got stars. And Stephen Cinderella was one of those. He tried everything to get a star. He would try to jump and he would fall over. And he would get a blue dot. He would try to explain why he fell over and he would get all his words wrong and he would get a blue dot. And then all his paint would be scratched and he wouldn't look so good so he'd get another blue dot. He had so many blue dots that people just come up to him and give him a blue dot because he had so many blue dots. He deserves lots of dots, the wooden people would agree. He's not a very good wooden person. And after a while, Stephen Sonella believed him. I'm not a good wimmick, he would say. And the few times that he would go outside, he would try to find other people with dots, because at least if he was around other people with dots, he felt a little bit better. Life was sad for Stephen Sonella. And then, one day, he met a girl who had no dots or no stars. She was a stickerless woman. <laughs> Her name was Jasmine Grace. It wasn't that people didn't give her stickers. It was just that when they did give her stickers, they would fall off. Stephen Sonella found this very, very strange. And people who looked at her and thought she was stickerless and different and looked up to her for that, they would try and give her a star. But it would fall off. And then others would say, if you look carefully at Jasmine Grace, she has no star stickers. So they would think, that girl needs a blue dot. And the blue dot would fall off her as well. Now, Stephen Sonella thought this was the coolest thing ever. I want to be this way, thought Stephen Sonella. I don't want any marks on me. But how can you be so stickerless, he asked. 
It's easy, replied Jasmine Grace. Every day I go up to see Eli. Eli? Yes, Eli, the woodcarver. I sit in the workshop with him. Why? Why don't you find out for yourself? Go up the hill yourself. He's there. And with that, the stickerless Wimmick skipped and ran off. But, but would he want to see me? Stephen Sanella cried out. Jasmine Grace didn't hear. So Stephen Sanella went home. He sat near the window and watched all the wooden people. They scurried around, giving each other dots, giving each other stars. And he thought to himself, these stars and dots, it's not right. It's just not right. And he decided that he would go up and see Eli. He walked up the Nara path, up out of the village, away from all the Wimmicks, giving each other stickers. He walked and he climbed and he was glad he'd lost all that weight recently so that he could get up there. And he went up the hill and he found himself in Eli's big shop. The size of it was amazing. His eyes were wide as he looked at everything. There was a hammer there the size of his arm. He had to stretch up on his tippy toes just to see everybody and everything. It was amazing. And then Stephen Sonella swallowed hard and thought, I'm not staying here. And as he went to leave, he heard his name being called. Stephen Sinella, Stephen Sinella. Stephen Sinella stopped. Stephen Sinella, how good to see you. Come, let me take a good look at you. Stephen Sinella turned slowly and looked at the large bearded craftsman. You, you know my name? The little Wimmick said. Of course I do. I made you. Eli stooped down and picked him up and set him on the bench. Mm. The maker spoke thoughtfully. He looked at all the blue dots and he said to Stephen Sinella, Looks like you've been given some bad marks. I, I really didn't mean to fall and I didn't mean to chip my paint and I didn't mean to say all those wrong things. I really was trying so hard, Eli. I really tried to get stars, but everybody kept giving me dots. They just... Oh, you don't have to defend yourself to me, child. I don't care what the other Wimmicks think. You, you don't? No, and you shouldn't either. Who are they to give you stars or dots? They're Wimmicks, just like you. 
What they think, Stephen Sinella, doesn't matter. All that matters is what I think. And I think you're pretty special. Punch in there, Stephen Sinella. Stephen Sinella laughed. Me? Special? But I can't jump and I can't, I can't run and I can't say very clever words like sanctification and justification and the eternal perdition of the damned. Why do, why, I just can't, why should I matter to you? Eli looked at Stephen Sinella, put his hands in those dot-covered wooden shoulders and spoke very slowly. Because you are mine. Stephen Sinella had never had anyone look at him like this, much less his maker. He didn't know what to say. Every day, Eli went on, I've been hoping that you would come here. I came because I met someone who had no stickers or dots, Stephen Sinella said. I knew, I knew, Eli said. She told me that you were going to come. Why don't the stickers stay on her, Eli? Stephen Sinella said. The maker spoke softly again because she has decided that what I think is more important than what they think. What? The stickers only stick if they matter to you. The more you trust in my love, the less you care about their stickers. Oh, Stephen Sinella said, I am not sure that I understand. Eli smiled. You will understand, but it is going to take some time. You've got a lot of bad marks. For now, just come and see me every day and let me remind you how much I care for you. Eli lifted Punchinella off the bench and set him on the ground. Remember, Eli said as the woman walked out the door, you are special because I made you and I don't make mistakes. Stephen Sinella didn't stop, but in his heart he thought, I really think he means it. I really think that what he thinks is more important than what they think. I really believe that I'm loved. And when he said that, a dot dropped the floor. Now, if you were listening earlier to what Daniel was reading, it's a little bit like this story. Zacchaeus in his town of Jericho was getting a lot of dots. Nobody in his town liked him. Had to climb a tree to see Jesus coming because nobody would let him through the crowds. And Jesus came and stood right below the tree and said, Zacchaeus, all these people think I'm coming to their house for dinner. 
None of these people think I should go to your house for dinner. But I don't care what they think, Zacchaeus. Because I made you. And I've come to love you. And to change you and transform you. And you know what the Bible tells us in that story? That as soon as Jesus went to dinner with him, Zacchaeus' life immediately changed. Because God's love broke in to Zacchaeus' life. And that's what Callum read. These verses that John wrote that tells us that we are special. God's children. Lavishing his love upon us. And if you're under 40, lavishing means a whole lot of. God giving all of his love to us. By his grace. So that tomorrow as we walk about in our city of Belfast, somebody wants to put a sticker of silver star or blue dot on us, don't listen to what they think. Remember what you learned today in church. God made you. Jesus loved you. He came to find you. Died and raised to life that you might know that you're loved. And when you start to spend time with God and know that he loves you, then what the others think will not be important. And you will find out who you are. Let's pray. Our God, we thank you that we are special because you made us. And maybe some of us have loads of stars and we think we're better than those who have dots. But actually, in your eyes, God, we are all the same. You've made us all. You love us all. And you want us to do what Stephen Sinella did and just find our way back into your presence. And when we find ourselves before God, you will tell us that we are loved. And that your love will be the thing that makes us into who we are. Not the results we get in the 11 plus. Not the number of A stars we get in exams. Not the degree that we get or the job that we have or what other people think of us. But all of us are equally special to you. Because you love us as we are. May we all believe that. And may that transform all of us into who we can be as your children. In Jesus' name, amen.